Welcome to the Ain't That the Truth podcast. I'm Revy Melissa, your host. We are here to proclaim that truth's name is Jesus. We rely on the Bible to explore, understand, and grow in absolute truth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ain't That the Truth. I am Revy Melissa, and I am your host. I am so, so, so excited to be with you guys today and to talk about another common scripture that is commonly known that I think we need to break down and really discuss what it is talking about. So before we do that, I wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of an Africa update. That's what I've been doing on this channel is giving you guys kind of an update on my journey to Africa as a global worker. As most of you know, I am heading to West Africa to uh, be a global worker and to, in order to do that, I have to raise a budget. Right now, my cash budget is on point, really, really doing well. The monthly budget is what I am currently, I wouldn't say struggling with, but needing some help with. And so what that means is I'm meeting people who would be willing to say, hey, I believe in the call that the Lord has placed on your life. I believe that there is a need for uh, the people of Africa to come to know Christ and therefore I'm willing to sow into the ministry there because you know we there is the um, Great Commission that says go into all the world and preach the gospel some of us can't go to the ends of the earth some of us can't go or not called to go to the ends of the earth but to be that shining light where you're at but there are those of us that are called to go to the ends of the earth and so the way that you can in in a sense go to the ends of the earth is financially through partnering with those who are taking the step and being obedient and saying i'm going to go and i am trying to do that i'm trying to be obedient to the lord and going where a lot of people can't go so if you would like to support the ministry would like to learn how to become a monthly partner which means i'm going to give 10 bucks a month in order for you to be able to go and live there and to do what you need to do or 100 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever that may be if you want to learn more please comment whenever i post this and i will let you know how you can do that so now that we have got done talking with that we are going to dig in today to what we are here to talk about and that is philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 9 so this is a scripture that is widely widely used especially when it comes to the topic of anxiety so i wanted to preface before we get into reading this scripture and digging deep into what it says i kind of wanted to preface what i'm going to be talking about today when it comes to this scripture so we know that in the mental health world there is this big cry out right now for mental health matters that's kind of a statement and a slogan that is being used in our world today mental health matters and i believe that that statement is true do not get me wrong i believe that the lord wants us healthy in our mental health in our physical health most importantly in our spiritual health yes so i absolutely believe that mental health matters there's been a you know outcry of people saying i have depression i have anxiety and how and asking those questions how do i combat that and there are different therapies that have come out different medication that has come out in order to help with both anxiety and depression now first off i want to say that 
I do not think it's wrong if you take medicine for depression or anxiety. I don't think it's wrong if you go see a therapist for that. In fact, I think those things are healthy. But first and foremost, before we do any of that, we should look at scripture. What does scripture say about these things? Because if we're struggling with it today, there's going to be some sort of scripture that we can pull from because the word of God is living and active. It's true yesterday, today, and forever. So therefore, if you're struggling with it, there's going to be some sort of scripture that you can use that will give you some sort of answer to your problem. And you know who that answer is? His name is Jesus. He's the answer to all problems, to everything that we will face. But this scripture specifically talks about anxiety. And it not only tells you not to be anxious, but it kind of gives you some guidance on how to not become anxious, how to not be anxious. And so I think that we need to look at this and look at this before we look for any other answers. Because you know what? God can do a lot that medication can't do. God can do a lot that a therapist cannot do. God can take care of things before we even have to jump to those things. Like I said, there are some of us that are going to need that medication for anxiety or depression or are going to need to couple what we're doing here biblically with a therapist that we go and talk to. I'm not saying those things are wrong. Absolutely not. I have a... um, undergraduate degree in psychology and a master's in counseling so I am all for those those psychological and counseling interventions but I wanted to look here today and give you guys the answer of what the bible says when it comes to anxiety because I know that that is one of the ploys that the enemy is using right now for the church is to get everybody anxious getting everybody nervous and and what does that anxiety do it takes our focus off of Jesus takes our focus off the one that provides all the answers and and has our focus on the problems has our focus on the things that are worrying us instead of having our focus on Jesus and that's one of the biggest ploys of the enemy because if he can strip us of our focus and keep our eyes off of Jesus then we will be led astray our path will no longer be straight but it will be curved and go off in a direction that it's not supposed to so we need to be refocused on Jesus and not on our anxiety so let's look at this scripture we're going to read it as a whole and then we're going to kind of break it down So Philippians 4, starting with verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, where ever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice and the god of peace will be with you this is such a rich portion of scripture and sometimes i think that we miss kind of what the scripture really is saying we um almost split this scripture into two different um passages are two different meanings when it's all one passage that's why the whole point of this um this season and the whole point of this series is to look at the context of scripture and what is happening after this particular verse that is commonly known what are the words saying that follow or precede the scripture that can help us and and guide us into understanding the scripture 
So let's break it down. So the first line that it says here, the first thing that we read is something that is very powerful and very point blank. It says, do not be anxious about anything. That's a very bold statement and almost seems like an impossible statement. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't have anxiety about anything. And I know that you're thinking, oh my gosh, that is so unreasonable Like to say that I'm not supposed to have anxiety about anything. God's desire for us, his plan for us is to be a people free from anxiety. That's what he wants for his people. That's what he wants for us is to be free of anxiety. God never desired for us to live with anxiety, but we know that because of the fall of man that happened when the creation first happened and Adam and Eve, they ate of the, the, the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil and sin entered the world. So the fall of man, when that happened, disease, uh, both physical disease and mental health disease came into this world. Sin came into this world. So anxiety came into this world at that moment, but that was not God's plan. From the beginning, he did not want us to have anxiety. So his goal for us, his desire for us is that we would not live with anxiety, that we would be anxious for nothing. He does not want us to be anxious. He does not desire for us to live in this state of having anxiety all the time. That's not his desire for us. So what does it say after that? It says, be anxious about nothing, but in every situation. So in every situation, it's not saying just in the small situations that I can help you with or or just in those everyday uh, situations. No, he's saying no matter how big the situation, no matter how small the situation, nothing's too big for me, nothing's too small for me to worry about. In every situation, it says, by prayer and petition. So that word petition, in some other um, translations, it says supplication, which means a humble plea. It's pleading to God humbly. By prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, you know, the, the Bible says to, to, to rejoice always in the Lord, to be thankful at all times. We can be thankful for those trials that we're going through, thankful for those hard times because we know what those hard times are producing in us. It says, present your requests to God. So the easiest way to combat anxiety is through prayer. And, and, and I wanted to hone in on this because oftentimes, and I am guilty of this too, so I want you to know as, as, as we're, we're talking through this scripture, I'm talking to myself too, I'm preaching to myself too, I'm reminding myself, let's not call this preaching, but I'm reminding myself with the scripture that, hey, when I'm anxious, my first response shouldn't be to go and text a friend or um, to talk it out with some human or just to run to, to, to medication, or to run to, to Netflix to kind of numb my brain and to get my mind off of things. My first response when I start to feel anxious about anything is to take it to Jesus. Taking what I am going through and what I'm experiencing, my first thought, my first line of action should always be, take it to Jesus. Jesus 
you know, there's a, a, a song um, that was back in the day. I don't remember exactly when it was writ- written, but it's Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. I believe that Jesus is the answer to everything that we face. He has the answer. He is the answer. So if he's the answer, we should be running to him first. Sometimes I think we go through things a lot longer than we have to. We deal with anxiety and depression a lot longer than we have to. We, we um, have a hard time walking through situations because we're not taking them to Jesus first. It's like we're going every which direction trying to figure things out on our own, doing it in our own will and in our own way and trying to do it with our own strength. When If we would just surrender it to Jesus from the get-go, we would see things go a lot smoother. So that's the first thing, is to take those anxieties to Jesus. And then it says after that, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So as we take our anxieties to Jesus, as we lay them at his feast, what does he do? He gives us peace. Now, does it say that he's automatically going to make the situation better in the sense that we think it should be better? So does it mean that, okay, right now I'm struggling financially, so I'm taking it to Jesus. So uh, in 10 minutes, all of my problems are going to be gone. All of my financial struggles are going to be gone. I'm not going to have to deal with this anymore. No, that's not what it's saying. So we shouldn't try to interject it there. But what he's saying is in the midst of what you're going through, you will have peace. Because when you bring it to me, your focus is no longer on the problem, but it's on me knowing that I'm going to help you through this. See, it's all about where our focus is. That's where anxiety comes from is because our focus gets off of Jesus. It gets off of what it should be on. And our focus becomes on the problem at hand, on the situation, instead of on the fixer of the situation, the one that will walk with us through the situation. The Bible never, ever, ever promises us that we will never go through hard times and hard situations and hard seasons in our life but it does promise us that he will be with us and he will give us peace during those situations if we call upon his name and we surrender our situations to him he will give us peace in the midst of those situations and so some people a lot of people in fact they leave it there and they would say okay this is the end of the podcast i've talked about this scripture yay let it be done but that's this this scripture isn't over the, the next part that I've already read and will read again is something that should be coupled with what we've already talked about. So um, everybody deals with anxiety and I've had seasons of dealing with anxiety in seasons where um, I have allowed, you know, the thoughts of the enemy to kind of cloud my mind. I'll admit that we all go through those seasons where the enemy will take things that we've been through or will take what we're currently going through. Um, the the, the um, struggles that we're facing in life currently and will get us discouraged and focused on the wrong thing and the enemy will plant in us, you know, these thoughts. And it's, you know, we can't always uh, 
I guess, control the thoughts that pop in our head, but we can control whether or not we feed those thoughts. And, and it says right here that the peace of God will will guard your heart and mind. It is so important for our hearts and our minds to be guarded because we cannot just let those thoughts of the enemy just run wild in our in our hearts and in our minds. But instead, we should be, like the Bible says, holding those thoughts captive. And so not having those thoughts of the enemy, getting rid of the thoughts of the enemy, those negative thoughts about ourselves, about our circumstances, about other people that the enemy would try to plant in our minds. Our mind is a battlefield. Our hearts are a battlefield because if the, the enemy can distract us with evil intentions or evil thoughts in our hearts and in our minds, then, then, then he can really control our actions and what we believe and what we do and what we say. So we have got to guard our hearts and minds and we can't do it alone. We, that's why we have to surrender it to Jesus and allow him to, to, to help us to get rid of those those thoughts and, and, and intentions and motives that are not of him. But see, it's not just enough that we get rid of those thoughts. Uh, I want to get rid of all negative thoughts. But it's about not just getting rid of those thoughts, but replacing those with truth. So, for instance, if your struggle, maybe it's it's low self-esteem, maybe the enemy is, is not wanting you to live your full potential for Christ and do the ministry that he's called you to do. So he's trying to make you feel unworthy. He's trying to make you feel like you're not enough. He's trying to make you feel like you're untalented. He's trying to make you feel that you have nothing to offer people. You do. You have Jesus inside of you. You have everything to offer people. We're offering them the Savior of the world. But the enemy is going to try to make you feel small and try to make you feel insignificant. But instead of just not having those thoughts, we need to replace those thoughts with what does the Bible say about us? It says that we're chosen. It says that we're called. It says that we're redeemed. It says that we're loved, that we're forgiven. It says that Jesus thought about us when he was on the cross dying. He thought about us and wanted a relationship with us. Jesus thought a relationship was with you and intimacy with you, with you was worth dying for. And not only dying for, but raising again for. For you to have abundant life with him and in a relationship with him. But the enemy tries to get us to not, not think that. And so instead of just not thinking those thoughts, the negative thoughts, we have to replace those thoughts. And that's what it's saying here. Because it says, finally, brethren. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So we have to replace the negative thoughts. We have to replace the thoughts of the enemy with what does the Bible say? What does Jesus say about the situation? What does Jesus say about me? What does Jesus say about how he's going to come through? That's the things that we need to be replacing those thoughts with. It's not enough just to get rid of thoughts, but to replace those thoughts. You know, it, it's it's kind of like I was studying in the in scripture today where, you know, it talks about repentance. It's not only just turning away from, from the things that we 
used to do, but it's following after God. So it's not just turning away and not doing, you know, and bearing bad fruit anymore, but it's turning around and saying, I want to bear good fruit. I don't want to be fruitless. Yeah, maybe I'm not doing bad fruit, but you know, I don't want to just be fruitless. I want to bear, bear good fruit. So that's here. I don't just don't want to have those negative thoughts. I don't just want to get rid of those negative thoughts, but I want to have the good thoughts. I want to have the thoughts of truth. I want to have the thoughts of what Jesus says about my circumstances, about me, about our relationship. Those are the things that I want to be thinking about. And then the last part of this scripture says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, and this is Paul talking, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So again, it's it's not just, you know, getting rid of those thoughts, but it's it's replacing those with good thoughts. And then it's putting action. So it's not just thinking good and thinking uh, the pure things and the right things. That's not the only thing that's going to keep us from being anxious, but it's acting in accordance to his will, acting in accordance to what we have learned. That will help us be anxious. If if you're struggling financially, then 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 release it to God and then act the way that he would tell you to act. Act in the way of the word of being a good steward with your money and tithing or whatever. Or maybe your struggle right now is feeling like you're not worthy to do ministry. So it's uh, getting rid of those thoughts of the enemy that will tell you you're not. Replacing those with what the Bible says that you are and what the Bible says you're called to do. And then acting upon that. Stepping out in faith and doing ministry. Not, not saying that 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 you'll feel extra worthy and that you'll get it right from the beginning and everything is going to be perfect. But we got to step out in faith anyways. That's how you get rid of anxiety is, is surrendering it to God. It's uh, letting go of the thoughts of the enemy and replacing those with the thoughts of truth, the thoughts that the Lord would plant in your mind. And then it's acting, acting in accordance with the will of God, acting in, in the ways that we have been taught through scripture and in the ways that Jesus was an example for us when he lived on earth, fully God and fully man. He gave us an example of how to be worthy, you know, to, to not, not necessarily be worthy, but to live a life worthy of our calling because in and of ourselves, we're not worthy, but with Jesus, but with Jesus, he's the one that's worthy of it all. And if we have him inside of us, then we are able to do that ministry. We are able to live out our calling. Um, we are able to see a turnaround in our situations because of him. He's our strength. He's our peace. He's our joy. He's our guide. He is everything. And and like I said, I feel like sometimes people take this scripture and they stop where it says, you know, and the peace of God will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So they stop there, but it's not enough to stop there and, and not have anxious thoughts. It, it's replacing the anxiety with the truth of Jesus and with the actions that Jesus would call us to do. We have to take it a step further. Sometimes I think we fall short because we, we, we kind of stop halfway 
We cannot stop halfway. Okay, I've read my Bible. I'm going to stop halfway. But are you acting based on what you're reading or are you just gaining this knowledge? So let's stop um, selling ourselves short and let's stop um, only doing half of what the Bible is telling us to do. But let's look at scripture in its entirety. That's when we'll see anxiety fall. That's when we'll see freedom. That's when we'll be bearing the fruit that he has called us to bear. That was what the Lord has placed on my heart to share with you guys today. That scripture, like I said, is one of my favorite scriptures. All of these, I know I've said that about all of them. All of these are such common scriptures that I love and I quote to myself and to others on a daily. And I want to make sure that from now on, I don't just tell people, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus our Lord and leave it at that. But I'm like, I want to take it a step further and say, so therefore, my brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is praiseworthy, think about these things. I, I want to take it that step further from here on out and that's kind of the the tool that i'm wanting you guys to understand through this series is that sometimes we stop before the idea is done we get half of the idea and think okay i'm done i understand all that i need to understand and, and we miss out sometimes on on just the richness of some scriptures because we kind of stop short of what the scripture is actually telling us so before we end today, if there are any of you that is anxious today, if any of you are living with anxiety today, I, I want to pray for you guys. And then I, I encourage you guys to continue to study scripture. This is not the only scripture on anxiety and holding uh, thought those, those uh, holding captive those thoughts that are not of Christ. I would encourage you to dig into your word. But first off, let me pray for you all before we end this episode. Dear Heavenly Father, God, again, I thank you, God, for the opportunity to be with fellow brothers and sisters and maybe people who have not come to know you yet that have maybe just clicked on this because they saw that this was about anxiety and they know that they have anxiety and they're just looking for the answer. God, let us realize that you are the answer to anxiety. You are the answer to everything and that we should be coming to you first before we go to any um, of these you know, self-help things that that and self-care things that the world would have to offer. We need to come to you first because what you have to offer is the real deal because you are the real deal and the real answer to everything that we will face. And so if there's anybody listening today that is struggling with anxiety, I pray, God, that they would surrender that anxiety to you. And that as they surrender that anxiety to you, that they would uh, let go of the thoughts that aren't of you and that they would replace those with the truth of what you have said and continue to say that they are. That they would they would um, speak the truth of what your word says about them in their situation, Father God. And God, I pray, God, that we would no longer be people that allow ourselves to not be free of these things, but that we would take scripture in its in, in its entirety and that we would help ourselves by digging deep into your scripture and help the situation by surrendering things to you. A lot of times the reason why we're not seeing breakthroughs is because we're trying to do things on our own instead of surrendering it to you. So let us always surrender 
all these things to you instead of trying to do things on our own because in and of ourselves we are nothing and have no power but with you we can see mountains moved and we can see situations changed and more importantly we can have peace in the midst of the situations that we face and i just thank you jesus that you are the answer and it's in your name i pray amen i love you all and i am so glad that we have had a chance to talk today and to study scripture together and i wanted to remind you guys i share this on my facebook page i share this on youtube and it's on um spotify for podcasters so if there's ever a time that you have a question for me or want to go dig deeper into a topic that we're talking about or just have a comment to make please feel free i want this to start conversation because i don't have all the answers there might be some insight that you have into a topic that would would challenge me and encourage me so please let us talk about this together let us grow together in jesus and in the truth i love you all and i hope you have a wonderful week